The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 17th verse. Wherever, without exception, the Spirit of God is present, there must be freedom. Wherever God's Spirit is present, there is freedom, there is liberty. I'm going to repeat that. Wherever the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is present, there is freedom. So if you have the Spirit of God, you're a free person. Your mind is free, your heart is free, your purpose is free, your praise is free. If the Spirit of God abides in your home, your home is a free home. Free from fear, free from anxiety, free from the enemy having his way. Whatever is in God's presence, wherever the Spirit of God is present, there is freedom. So here we are, we're wrapping up 2022. And after all we've been through in the past three years, I am just compelled to ask, are there any free people in the house here this morning? If you're free, I want you to find your best praise and praise like you're free. Somebody shout like you're free. Somebody wave your hand like you're free. Lift up. Lift up the name of Jesus like you're free. High five your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, I am free. And I'm just not free for a day, I'm free forevermore. For he who the sun sets free, he who the sun sets free, is free indeed, is free indeed. You may be seated, you may be seated. We've had one incredible time since the first week of October on the sermon series, Birthing Miracles. If you're streaming all from different parts of the world, I would encourage you to go to the different platforms, be it Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can get these podcasts because they are blessing people all around the world. We are discussing now for two weeks Zechariah and Elizabeth and comparing the, the encounter of the angel Gabriel with this amazing couple that brought about to the world John the Baptist and Mary and Joseph. We're talking about birthing miracles. Today's subject matter, here's the title for today, a little bit edgy, your mouth has a responsibility towards your miracle. Your mouth has a responsibility towards your miracle. I want to read this, try to follow me real quick here. Luke chapter one. And I'm going to jump around. We're going to get, highlight some of the key verses. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. Can you imagine being described as righteous in the eyes of God? Christ makes you righteous as you continue to pursue righteousness. Careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. We've heard that story before. Verse 11, while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, he was in church, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right of the incense altar. Zechariah, this is verse 12 now, was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. See, it's a response to prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks, which just means for us in California, he will never go to Napa. He it is, it is what it is what it is. He will, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. 
He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Zechariah, here's the part I'm going to preach on today. Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my, my wife is also likewise along in years. Now, look at the question. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm going to use different phrases that will capture. We're going to paraphrase here for you to understand what he's asking. Can, how can I be sure, guarantee this thing is going to happen? Now, if you have an angel from heaven speaking to you, isn't that guarantee enough? We wanted something beyond. An angel from heaven shows up. It doesn't happen every day. Hey, Zechariah, how many times have you had an angel from heaven visit you? Hmm, let me think. Never. Well, and now the guy is going, I know I'm talking to a messenger from heaven. And you know stuff about me that only God knows about me. You even know what I prayed. But I want to guarantee. Guarantee it. How can you guarantee it? And boy, you don't want to mess with Gabriel. Verse 19, the angel said, with an exclamation point, you need to read this the right way. Then the angel said, it wasn't like this. He didn't, he, his response wasn't, I'm Gabriel. His response was, I am Gabriel. Exclamation point. I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you, you ungrateful human being. Good news. Now, these are, I'm not making this up. Read it. And that's why you have to do the biblical due diligence. The exclamation point in the original language in Greek, Gabriel's not a happy camper. These are all very accelerated yelling moments. It's not like, I came and I did this. And then he does this. I love this. But now, since you did not believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Somebody say the proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah to come out of church, wondering why he was taking so long. When he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. <laughs> and they realized from his gestures and his silence that he must have seen a vision in the sanctuary. When Zechariah's week of service in the temple was over, he returned home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for five months. How kind the Lord is, she exclaimed. He has taken away my disgrace of having no children. Now, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she's six months pregnant now, God sent who? God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of the ancestor David, and he will reign forever and ever. His kingdom will never end. And Mary asked the angel, now, now watch this. 
Now, now, you're going to get this now. It sounds the same, but it isn't. This is what Mary asked. Don't forget. Where's, where's, come on, come up here, Gabriel. Come on, Gabriel. Gabriel has a conversation with this guy. Come here. She has a conversation with this guy. Not this conversation. And then you're going to be married here today. And then he has a conversation with this young lady. This guy goes, guarantee it. Right? I need to know. But then she, this is her response. Mary's. Ah. How can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied. The angel didn't say, oh, I'm an angel from heaven. How many times have you had an angel? This is the way he treats her. This favor is not fair. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. First of all, he doesn't rebuke her. He rebuked him, shut his mouth, doesn't shut her mouth. The, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say, somebody say people used to say, she was barren, but she has conceived the son is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. She responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. This is real simple. The reason there's a different outcome here is that he questioned the outcome. She questioned the process. You, you missed it. She never said, how did guarantee the outcome? Show me something. Do something. Write something down. Never. She never questioned God or the outcome. She questioned herself. She questioned the process. He questioned the outcome. Number one, stay with me for a moment. Your mouth has a responsibility towards your miracle. Word selection equals miracle fulfillment. I'll repeat that. Word selection equals miracle fulfillment. What God is about to do next in your life requires you to be very careful with the words that come out of your mouth. I'm going to have to repeat that one more time. What God is about to do next in your life requires you to be very careful with the words that come out of your mouth. You can question the process, but not the outcome. Zechariah and Mary both ask questions, yet the, the consequence is different. Zechariah ends up silenced. Heaven shuts his mouth. In other words, your words have consequences. You have the ability with your mouth to unleash the blessing or hold back the miracle. I will repeat that this Sunday morning. You have the ability with your mouth to unleash the blessing or hold back the miracle. Your mouth is powerful. Your words are powerful. With your mouth and with your words, you have the ability to bind it or release it. You have the ability to bless it or curse it. You have the ability to accept it or reject it. To build or destroy. To construct or deconstruct. And according to Proverbs, with your mouth, you have the ability to make it live or to kill it. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Proverbs 18, 21, words matter. Somebody say words matter. 
Don't tell me words don't matter. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross and that he was raised from the dead, you are saved. Don't tell me words don't matter. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. If you confess with your mouth your sins, you shall be forgiven. Words matter. Declarations matter. Your mouth can either guarantee the miracle or stop the miracle from ever materializing. Zechariah expressed doubt regarding the outcome. And what did God do via the angel? The Bible says that heaven silenced Zechariah, taking away his ability to speak. God shut his mouth. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, God punished him. If you see this exclusively as punitive, you got this all wrong. God did not silence Elizabeth's husband just to punish him. He silenced him in order to protect him. Oh, you missed that. Sometimes God will shut you up to protect you from you. Am I preaching to anybody here? Have you ever been in a season where God put you on mute? Where God set you down? Where God took away some of the resources? Not to punish you, but he did it to protect what was coming your way. Are you with me right now? God silenced him. It was temporary. It wasn't permanent. It was more about protecting the future and less about punishing the now. God loves you so much that sometimes, I don't know if you've ever been there. If you've never been there, this may not be for you, but sometimes he'll put you on mute in order to prevent you from hindering the fulfillment of his purpose in your life. He will know, God has the ability to lower your now volume, your now influence, your now impact, your now access in order to prevent damaging the next. Am I preaching anybody here? Sometimes God will put your temporary, he will put you temporarily on mute in order to preserve his permanent purpose in your life. He will silence you for a season. Some of you have had seasons where God silenced you in order to give you a song for the rest of your life. But but when he unmutes you, oh, when he unmutes you, the moment he spoke again, he didn't get, the moment he spoke again, he did not just speak. I'm going to preach now. I need to control myself. The, Zachariah was just the guy in church. He's the guy who worked in church. He wasn't known as anything else but a church-going, beautiful guy who would do things in the temple. But the moment God unmuted him, he wasn't the same. The Bible says that the moment he spoke again, he began to prophesy. Oh, you're not hearing me. I'm preaching to everyone here who has been muted. I need you to get ready. The moment God unmutes you, you won't speak the way you used to. You won't walk the way you used to walk. You are about to prophesy. Somebody shout like you're about to be unmuted. If you know what I'm talking about, raise your hand. He will silence you for a season in order to give you a song for the rest of your life. When the moment he unmutes you, everyone will hear your testimony loud and clear. What God's about to do next in your life requires you to be very careful with the words that come out of your mouth. Raise your hand, repeat after me. I believe God for his word. I believe God for all of his promises. My miracle is coming. My breakthrough is inevitable. Salvation will not be denied. Healing is guaranteed. And in 2023, because I make room for Jesus, 2023, 
for me and my house will be a year of open doors. If you believe what you just said, can you give God the best shout you've given? Somebody shout like you're about to be unmuted. Somebody praise like you're about to prophesy. Somebody give God glory like you're about to you what you've never done before. I love this. I love this. Woo! This is so awesome. He shuts him up. But the next time he opens up his mouth, he becomes prophet Zechariah. The Bible says he actually prophesied. He began to prophesy. He became the prophet. This is crazy. This the guy works in church. God shuts him up. Everybody thinking, ooh, goo, he saw a vision. He's probably thinking, I've been punished for opening up my big mouth. And God's just saying, no, I, got, I, I need to do this because I don't want you to curse the blessing. I'm going to show you that sometimes silence is not a bad thing. Ah. Then, then come here, Gabriel. Come here to Mary. Come here to Mary. This, she got all her nice treatment. She didn't get silent. She gets many petties. Over here on this side, Gabriel. On this side, Gabriel. Yes. To her, yeah, Mary asked, how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And to her, no silence. The angel says, now, what a difference, right? The, you, this is just not fair. The angel replied, no punishment, no silences. You, 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 the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. I'm a virgin. How is it going to happen? And what does heaven respond with? What an answer. We are asking how? The answer to your how is the Holy Spirit. Mary, the Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit will do it. I need you all to get ready. Here's the word for you and your family. You have nothing to worry about. The Holy Spirit will do it. I don't know if you're getting this right now. What about my family, Pastor Sam? What about my health, Pastor Sam? I, no, you're not getting What about my career, Pastor Sam? What about my generation, Pastor Sam? What about my faith, Pastor Sam? What about my fight in my mind, Pastor Sam? What about my finances, Pastor Sam? Is there anybody here who's, who knows that you are about to step into a season where the Holy Spirit will get full credit for everything that's about to take place in your life? If you believe it, lift up both hands and say, the Holy Spirit will do it. If you believe that in 2023, that will describe you and your family. January, February, all the way to December. Everything you see that's a blessing, the Holy Spirit. Somebody prays like you know the Holy Spirit will do it. No, if you really believe the Holy Spirit will do it, lift up your hands. If you truly believe that 2023 will be defined with that phrase, the Holy Spirit did it. Somebody say, the Holy Spirit did it. You're about to step, I sense the Lord. You're about to step into a season where the Holy Spirit will receive full credit. Oh, no, you're not getting me right now. Not partial credit, but full credit. 
What God's about to do next in your life can only be attributed to the workings of the Holy Spirit. You are empowered of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You are led by the Holy Spirit in Galatians 5.16. You are free in the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. You are to be filled of the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5.18. Defined by the Holy Spirit, Romans 8.11. Anointed with the Holy Spirit, 1 John 2.27. I don't know about you, but I believe in Jesus' name. We are about to see an outpouring of the Spirit of God like we've never seen before. How many are ready to see your houses filled with the Holy Spirit? Come on, how many are ready to see your houses filled with the Spirit of the living God? How many believe the same Holy Spirit that showed up in Mary's life is about to show up in your life and you are about to give birth to the impossible? With your hands raised, lift them up. I'm, I'm going to make this declaration for everyone who receives it. P place yourself in a position that you show God you're receiving it. In 2023, when you see your entire family saved and worshiping Jesus, make sure the Holy Spirit gets full credit. In this church, we will see more people saved, delivered, healed, passionately occupying all of God's premises. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will do it. So repeat after me. In 2023, this may be the most, the most important declaration you make all year. If I were you, I'd raise both hands. I would even lift up your tippy toe and lift it up just in case. Repeat after me, in 2023, as it pertains to my family, my faith, my future, regarding my health, my home, and holiness, the following phrase will define it. The Holy Spirit did it. If you believe what you just said, now give God the best praise you've given him this entire time. Somebody prays like it's already done. Somebody worship like it's already done. Somebody say the Holy Spirit did it. The Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit did it. How did you survive this year? How will you survive 2023? How will you occupy the promises next year? The Holy Spirit will do it. Stand with me, stand with me. This is him with an S. I'm going to shut you up on purpose so you won't damage what's coming. But when I unmute you, you're not Zechariah, the guy that worked as a janitor in the church, which is not a bad thing. You will be Zechariah, the prophet. God never prophesied before. All of a sudden, he unmutes his mouth. The Lord says, what just happened to him? Oh, and to her, you, you. But I'm a virgin. Yeah. It, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's gonna do it, take care of it. And then I this is the part that very few you need to touch. Yes, you stand with me. The third and final point. These are phrases. <laughs> You're gonna get this. First of all, your mouth has a responsibility towards your miracle. Number two, the Holy Spirit will do it. Number three, and the final point for today is this phrase will define you in 2023. I'm going to repeat it. This is going to be your phrase, my phrase. Verse 36, the angel looks at Mary and says, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. He tells her 
Somebody you know already got a breakthrough. Somebody you know already got a miracle. God already did, did something in someone you know to build her faith. You're going to get this by tomorrow morning. You, you, you need to understand when someone else gets their breakthrough. When someone you know gets their miracle, when you find out from when someone texts you and says, I got my doctor's report back, I'm completely healed, it's no longer there. If I were you, I would be like, Soto. I would be bright. You should say, I love you. Can you give me a second while I put the iPhone down and break into a praise break? And, they, and they're going to go, why are you so excited? And after about two minutes, you're going to pick it up and go like, I'm sorry. I just went to a praise break. What you're asking me why I'm so excited? I'm excited for you. I give God the glory for you. But I'm going to be honest. It also means one thing. I'm next. Somebody, anybody know what I'm talking about? When someone around you sees their family get saved, it only means you are next. When someone else's prodigal son and daughter comes back home, it only means you are next. Anybody ready to be next in this place? So, this, someone you know, someone you know got their miracle. In other words, if he did it for he will do it for that's just that so that's why you come to church you come to church you must be in a community of fellow believers so you can hear these testimonies exchange and then it says this Elizabeth has become pregnant and then this is the phrase I'm reading it New Living Translation this is the angel talking to her. People used to say she was barren. This is Lizzie. This is Lizzie. People used to say she was, but she has conceived a son and she's now in her sixth month. Not only does the angel know that she's pregnant, the angel knows the specificity of how many months in the process. God knows the minutiae, the details of everything you're going through. He knows the day you got your breakthrough. He knows the minute the Holy Spirit filled you. He knows the second you encountered everything that Christ did for you. She's in her sixth month. And then he says, I love this. I, I'm doing something amazing in someone you know. I'm performing a miracle in someone you know. I'm making a way for someone you know. I'm providing a breakthrough for someone you know. What I'm doing for them will build your faith. What I'm doing for them will push you forward. Ooh. And then he says, people used to say, that's a phrase. Notice how the angel never said, heaven used to say. God used to say. The angel Gabriel said, people used to say. That's past tense. People used to say she was barren, but not anymore. Not anymore. People used to say she, in other words, what God did in the lives of Elizabeth and Zechariah changed what people said about them. I'm about to preach now. I'm here to tell you to get ready because your testimony is about to change your reputation. No, no, y'all missed that. 
I, I need you to look at your neighbor and tell the neighbor, get ready. Your testimony is about to change your reputation. Tell your other neighbor, get ready. People used to say you were broke. People used to say you were sick. People used to say your family was dysfunctional. People used to say you were lost. People used to say you were dreaming. But they're not saying that anymore. I feel the Lord. You, 2023, that will be your phrase. People used to say, but not anymore. Somebody repeat after me. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not where I used to be. I'm not how I used to be. People used to say your family was messed up. And now they say your family is blessed and highly. People used to say Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a harlot. Gideon was a coward. Thomas was a doubter. Paul was intolerant. Raise your right hand. What God's about to do next, the miracle that will be born, the breakthrough that is coming, the healing that is inevitable will change what people say about you. I don't know if you're getting this. Your testimony is about to change your rep. Your testimony is about to change your reputation. From now on, your family for generations will be known for the blessings and the favor and the glory of God. People used to say you were sick, but not anymore. People used to say you were broken, but not anymore. People used to say there was no hope, but not anymore. Get ready for a people used to say season. If you're ready for that, raise your hand. Get ready for a people used to say year. Get ready for a people used to say for the rest of your life. In other words, what God's about to do next in you, with you, for you, and through you will shut the critics up. What God's about to do next in your life will prompt your haters to acknowledge that you are blessed and highly favored. Give God one more shout of praise. Come on, if you got this word, if you got this word, shout like you got it and praise like you got it. Somebody worship like you got it. One more time, look at your neighbor, tell them my testimony will change my reputation. Tell your other neighbor, my testimony will change my reputation. Oh, get ready. If you got this word, raise your hand. Heavenly Father, seal this word. You gave me this word for today. For our audience here in Los Angeles, our campuses, and for an amazing audience online, you gave me this word. Your mouth has a responsibility towards your miracle. Thank you that I've, Sam Rodriguez, all of us, I think, we've all experienced a moment where you silenced us, where you put us on mute, and it wasn't for punitive purposes. You were protecting our future. Because sometimes we're the number one reason why the miracle never takes place. So thank you for just putting us on mute, and thank you for the moment you unmute us. We say what we've never said before. And we begin to prophesy and unleash the future upon an entire generation. So thank you, God. Thank you that the Holy Spirit gets full credit. Not some of the credit. The, what God's about to do next in our lives, the Holy Spirit gets full credit. 2023, hey, how in the world did you end up with all? The Holy Spirit did it. Holy Spirit did it. And thank you, God. Thank you that people used to say, 
And now they are about to acknowledge fully that the favor and the blessing of Almighty God rests upon each and every one of us. So Christ can be glorified and people can come to the knowledge of Christ as Lord and Savior through our testimonies like never before. In Jesus' name. Well, all the Zacharias and Elizabeths and, and Marys and Johns in the room, give God one more final praise. People used to say, high five your neighbor, tell them people used to say, give it up for Gabriel, give it up for Mary, give it up for Lizzie, Elizabeth, and give it up for Zachariah, who's always very quiet and introverted.